Hey, it's the Mark Butler Show, episode 61. And over the last few weeks, I've been having conversations with new life coaches. And I've been doing that because my team has grown and my team is getting better and better at its work. I've been able to promote one of my team members so far into a more senior role, give her more responsibility and have her take more off my plate, not just in terms of task completion, but also management and training. Um, For the first time, I'm having one of my team members train another one of my team members. That feels great. And it's, it's making me feel like, and it's making me think that maybe I've got room to grow in my business. So as I think about where to grow, I'm exploring, you know, do I, do I grow in the direction of working with bigger businesses? Do I grow in the direction of working with smaller businesses newer businesses or more established businesses. And I'm just exploring. So over the last few weeks, I've been talking to these new life coaches because it's fun and also because it gives me food for thought about how I might be able to serve them. What's interesting is because I'm talking to newer life coaches, they're very much in the same position that I'm in. They are trying to figure out what they should offer the world, how they should communicate that offer and to whom and how they should package it and what they should charge and all of that. So we're in the same boat. I've probably had 10, maybe 12 of these conversations so far. And in almost every case, these new life coaches are fretting or at least thinking hard about what their positioning statement should be. What should their niche be? And I'm finding a lot of them are paralyzed as they think about that niche and, you know, what should I do with it? Uh, paralyzed is probably too strong a word, but they're definitely hesitant to do it wrong. And I'm not sure exactly what do it wrong means. What I've decided is that a person who's paralyzed about their positioning or about their niche or their target market or whatever you want to call it, they're just using this idea of positioning or niche as a way to express their fear of failure. Really, what what it comes down to is they just don't want to fail. They don't want to go out and look bad. They don't want to do it wrong. They don't want to make a fool of themselves. And if that's you, if you've ever felt like this in your business, I want to just maybe plant a thought in your head that I'm stealing from my idol, Seth Godin. I recently read his book called This Is Marketing, which... I thought it was brilliant. I enjoyed every page. I've listened to it two or three times now. And in his book, Seth talks about, or he gives this one phrase. He says, when you're ready to go out in the world, you need to get yourself into a very vulnerable state of mind, a giving state of mind, and you just need to take what you've made, go out in the world and say, hey, I made this for you. Do you want it? And of course, in typical Seth Godin fashion, that's so simple and so brilliant because it captures so much of what a new business owner is struggling with. To me, that phrase, I made this for you, do you want it? Directly, flies directly in the face of all the fear we feel around positioning and niche and doing it wrong and going too slow or going too fast or whatever. And it gets, for me anyway, it gets me into a very giving and a very vulnerable state of mind where I'm saying, you know what, what it comes down to is I think I have value to offer the world. I think I have something important to say and to give, and I'm willing to have people tell me they don't want it. 
Because when I say I made this for you, what's implied there is that I'm trying to solve a very specific problem for you. It's a problem that I think is causing you suffering. You get to tell me yes or no. But we get to say, I think this is the solution to your pain, so I made it for you. And then we get to say so humbly, so honestly, do you want it? And if they say yes, we have one little data point, one little bit of evidence that we're on the right track, and we get to celebrate that. If they say no, which is the thing that so many of these people I'm talking to are afraid of, and something that I am afraid of, although definitely not as afraid of it as I used to be. If they say no, instead of deciding that that means they hate us or that we're a failure or that we don't have good ideas, we get to celebrate the no just as enthusiastically as we celebrate the yes, because the yes tells us we're on the right track and the no tells us what we might need to tweak in order to to catch more people. In my own process of discovery over the last month or so, as I've been talking with these new life coaches, I've even gone to the point where I've been telling them, here's what I have in mind. Here's what I think I want to offer you. And here's what I think I want you to pay, pay me for it. And in order to draw out the real feedback and the real truth of how they're feeling, I'm actually saying to these life coaches, if I were to offer this to you right now and ask you to pay me that price right now today, would you do it? This gets people out of the easy kind of friendly cop-out answer, which is, oh man, that sounds amazing. That's going to kill. You got to get that out in the world. I love it. It gets them out of that where they're just trying to be kind and friendly, and it gets them into a state of mind where they're actually considering getting the credit card out, typing that number into the website. I want to know, if I asked you to pay for this today, would you give me that amount of money for it? The first, I don't know, out of the first seven or eight people I talked to, almost all of them said yes. Now, here's the thing. I'm thrilled that they all said yes, but I also had to check myself because there's a real selection bias in that first five or six or seven people. Because who are likely to be the first five or six or seven people who get on the phone with me or get on a Zoom call with me? They're the people who already feel the most enthusiastic about me. So it doesn't mean that their opinion or that their feedback or that their willingness to pay is not valid. It just means I might need to take it with a little grain of salt, not not get too caught up in my own hype, and then move on to more conversations. In fact, when I got to my, I don't know, sixth or seventh or eighth conversation and somebody finally said no, I was able to say to her, thank you for saying no. Will you tell me why you said no? This is what I actually need. I need some people to say yes, but what I really need is people to say no and then tell me why. And of course, the first objection that's going to always come up or almost always come up is money. Well, you know, I just don't really know if I want to pay it or I don't really feel like I have the money for that right now. It's a false objection. Money objections are false objections 100% of the time. And we know that because people are buying food, they're paying for cell phone bills and direct TV and Amazon Prime. They're paying for all those things. So if someone says no and they say it's because of money, all they mean is, I haven't decided I haven't decided that not paying for your thing is more painful than paying for your thing. That's all they mean. So what I need to draw out from that person is, let's get past the money, and I want you to tell me 
why this doesn't solve your pain. Maybe you don't have the pain that I think it solves. Tell me that. I just need to know, setting the fake money objection aside, tell me why you're not going to pay me for this. If you can't get yourself into that vulnerable, I made this for you, do you want it? If you can't get yourself into that state of mind before you're having these conversations, you're going to be way too caught up in your own head and in your own mess as you're asking them the questions. As my friend Brooke Castillo would say, you're going to be way too much in the drama and not in the math. And if we want to really understand why this offer is going to work or not work, we have to be really in the math and in the logic of the thing. Ms. Prospect, you're telling me no. I'm grateful for that no because it's going to help me refine what I'm doing. Why are you saying no? What might make this a yes for you? Skip my whole idea. Forget what I want you to buy. What's, just go, what's going on with you right now? What hurts in your business or in your life? How are you doing? Maybe she gives me some nuggets that help me either tweak my offer or throw my offer out completely. Listen, I don't think you're going to sit at your desk at home and figure out your perfect positioning statement. I don't think you're going to sit at your desk at home and figure out the best headline for your website. I think that if you can, if you can get yourself to be vulnerable and go out and have conversations with the person that you think might be your ideal prospect, and if you can say to that person, I made you this, do you want it? then you give yourself a chance. You set yourself up to have that person give you the headline just as they describe their pain in their words. You set yourself up to have that person write your copy for you, maybe to totally throw out your offer and start a new one. But you'll only get it in conversation with the person that you want to serve. And you'll only get into those conversations if you come from a place of confidence, a desire to serve, a feeling of real vulnerability, you only get into those conversations that way. So make it about the math, not about the drama. Start from a, a very basic understanding that you have something to offer the world. You are an expert to the person that you want to serve. Get into conversation with her and see what comes from it. And if you do, and if I do, we will figure out the offer. We will iterate and experiment and fail our way to the offer that actually works for us. But we got to go in that direction. And it starts with, I made this for you. Do you want it? Have a fantastic week, and I will talk to you next Friday.